the following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Coming up, Nicole tells your fortune. Oh, if only. Looking ahead. If only I could. I'd be So get rich. out your crystal and stay tuned. Yeah. With Mistress Nicole. All dressed in leather. You won't forget her. You want to love her and you won't let go. Who's that woman? Crazy woman. Nicole. We made it to Friday. We made it to the Friday of election week. We're not quite there yet because all the votes have not been counted yet. But this is what happens. You know, despite what Carrie Lake says, did you know, funny how she changes her tune, too. Did you hear what she said earlier before the election? She said this. Going back to when I first started voting yeah. back in the 80s, we had election day. Yeah. Our constitution says election day. It doesn't yeah. say election season, election month. And the longer you drag that out, the more fraught with problems there are. We just saw problems this week with Katie. Okay. So she, basically she was saying they need to count all the votes and and it'll be done by, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning at the latest. And you know that if she were in the lead at that time, she would have said, that's it. Stop counting because the rest of this is just nonsense. But now she's bitching that they're, they haven't done all the counting yet. So, you know, come on. Come on. But yes, Arizona is looking brighter, although we still don't know. We will get more numbers today. Um, but I don't know when we're going to know for sure who won the governor's race. I think, I think Mark Kelly is looking better than um, Carrie Lake is at this time. But I'm knocking on wood laminate that all is going to be well. Um, so, <laughs> but we may have we may have a um, a, a development. In the move. I, I, I'm not going to say anything more until next week when I know something more. It's just my life is a roller coaster. Roller coaster of life. Yeah. Anyway, so um, here we are. Oh, Bobby, Mo- Bobby Moody's in the chat room. Hey, Bobby. Mo- so Bobby Moody, who's in the chat room, is the guy who, you know, occasionally you may get a phone call. Right. We've all it's happened to all of us. And your phone rings and it's it's a name that comes up on the caller ID. And this happened on my studio line. Right. And so I got a phone call. I didn't know who it was. And I called back because because I'm nuts sometimes. So I called back and the the guy answered. He's like, yeah. And I, I said, well, you called me. And he's like, no. And what it turned out is somebody um, they, they, what is it they do? They, they spoof your phone number or something and they use it. It's happened to me about a hand, handful of times. This time I called the guy back and we're talking. He seemed like a really nice guy. I believe he was in North Carolina and we got on the subject of, I don't know, politics. And then, then he asked, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I do a radio show. And he started talking about the shows he likes listening to. And I said, well, then you'd probably like my show. And he said, what's your name? And I told him, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, out of the blue, he I called him that day. Anyway. All right. So here we are. Um, so today, let me tell you, I'm trying to figure out what the deal is with 
some of these people. So the people who are still in Trump's corner. Now, poor Donald Trump. He had a really bad day, week, month. Yeah. Uh, Now, he says that he's still going to make his big announcement on Tuesday of, okay, you know what that big announcement was? Yeah, he was going to or is going to officially (laughs) announce his candidacy for 2024, which is hysterical because, you know, he's the one being blamed um, not only by us for their losses, but by uh, just about everybody on the right, by the Murdoch empire, the, the the New York Post. Did you see their front page yesterday? I have it up on the today's show card. Um, basic, here, let me put it back up so you can just see it again. Um, because it says, Trumpty Dumpty. You see this? This is, <laughs> this is from Rupert Murdoch's um, New York Post. Yeah. So uh, things, things are not going so well in Trump land these days, right? But wait, it gets better. So the media is now, while they're dissing Donald Trump, they're fawning all over the Florida guy, the other, you know, we talk about Florida man all the time. I should get my friend Deborah Newell Tornello back on because we used to do these Florida man segments because of all the goofy stories that come out of people in Florida, right? From, <laughs> And they all start off with a Florida man. Well, now we've got two of them. We have more on death sentence and the former guy, you know, the twice impeached, disgraced former so-called president. Um, so uh, while the media is fawning all over DeSantis saying, you know, he's the new king, you know, the, and Trump is on the way out and, and getting all the blame. Oh, l- let's do that blame, the, the, the biggest loser thing. Just real quick. What I can tell you is the biggest loser tonight is Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump was the big loser. This man is a loser. He's the He's biggest loser, loser in American politics. The big losers are going to be Donald Trump. Trump is not a national winner. This is a resounding loss for him. Well, not only is Donald Trump the loser, we already heard John Carl say that Donald Trump was the biggest loser of the night. Do you agree? <laughs> oh, there's no question. Trump was the biggest loser biggest last loser. night. I know he hates hearing that. Biggest loser tonight. That's on Fox News Digital. Talk- Donald Trump is the, the biggest, biggest loser. loser. Hi. So, it, you know, that's that's the the uh, the 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 accepted common train of thought on the right, but he does still have his hangers on like Carrie Lake. Oh, and like Lindsey Graham. Did you hear Lindsey Graham goes on Fox last night and um, he's still defending Trump, but he's even more. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Let me, let me read to you first. There's so much going on here. First, the statement that Donald Trump put out on his Orwellian named Truth Social. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. And here's what he wrote. News Corp, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York Post, bring back coal? I don't know. I don't know. Is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious. Woo! An average Republican governor with great public relations. 
who didn't have to close up his state, but did, unlike other Republican governors, whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. He continues, Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agriculture commissioner, Adam Putnam, who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Actually, that part is all true. Ron had low approval, bad polls and no money. True. But he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam. So I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. Because Donald Trump thinks these things through in a scientific, methodical kind of way. Or not. Anyway, back to uh, his statement. When I endorsed him, it was as though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. Years later, they were the exact words that Adam Putnam used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. I, I then got Ron by the star, in quotation marks, capitalized, of the, Democratic, of the Democrat Party, Andrew Gillum. Let me just stop in for a second. Star? Andrew Gillum was, you know, the Florida nominee for governor. He was popular, and it looked like he was going to win because death sentence only won by four-tenths of a percentage point. He was a backbencher in Congress who no one ever heard of until Trump plucked him from obscurity. Um, so, But the, the point I'm making is uh, Andrew Gillum was by no means the star of the Democratic Party. Donald. It's Democratic, not Democrat Party. Ugh. Okay, sorry. Uh, back to his. Uh, by the star of the Democrat Party, Andrew Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead. Not quite. Uh, by having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron, and he beat Gillum. But after the race... When the votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day. What? Along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent here's the here's the, here's the money, the money quote. I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. <laughs> He continues, I stopped his election from being stolen. And then he finished up. And now Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. The fake news asks him if he's going to run for president. Trump runs and he says, I'm, the, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer, Donald writes. And he goes on. But I want to focus in on that part where he's alleging that he used the Justice Department to um, to make sure that death sentence won the election. So, <laughs> according to Ross' story, um, let's see. The that well, actually, according to the Tallahassee Democrat, 
Quote, former President Donald Trump's post-election screed, labeling Florida's governor, Ron DeSanctimonious, didn't go unnoticed by Andrew Gillum or his Miami lawyers. In addition to saying he helped, quote, fix DeSantis's campaign after it had, quote, completely fallen apart, Trump said he also got the feds to intervene, quote, when votes were being stolen in Broward County. Gillum was beaten by DeSantis in the 2018 midterms. Well, the newspaper in Tallahassee uh, goes on to write, David Marcus and Catherine, Catherine Miller, who are representing Gillum on federal public corruption charges involving donations to his gubernatorial campaign, didn't fire back insults at Trump hurled at Tallahassee, Tallahassee's former mayor. Um, Gillum was Tallahassee's former mayor. Uh, instead, they cited Trump's statement in a motion filed Friday in federal court saying it further supported their request for a hearing on whether the federal government selectively prosecuted Gillum because of his race. In a series of posts imitating a Twitter thread, a feature Trump's Truth Social does not support, Trump had harsh words for DeSantis. Well, yeah, I just read it to you. Trump complained that Fox News, The Wall Street Journal, and New York Post had gone all in for DeSantis, who Trump described as an average Republican governor with great public relations. Anyway, Gillum's lawyers seized on Trump's uh, statement there in their filing. They wrote, the, the lawyers argued, Quote, former President Trump's posts raised serious questions about how exactly Trump, quote, fixed DeSantis's campaign and what Trump directed the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office to do and whether there is any connection to the FBI investigation and later prosecution of Gillum. The attorney said Trump's truth social post demonstrates a prima facie case of selective prosecution at a minimum for political purposes, because Donald Trump confirms that he took action through the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office. According to the Washington Post, Trump's claims of sending federal agents to intervene in the election are, quote, almost certainly false. You know why they're almost certainly false? Because he lies. He lies about every damn thing. But you knew that by now, right? You already knew that. This is just, it's just astounding to me. It's all so astounding to me. And yet, uh, apparently, he's going to declare on Tuesday of next week his candidacy. And you know who's still in his corner? Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake and, oh, what I was going to say, and Lindsey Graham. So Lindsey Graham, you know, look, the night of the insurrection on January 6th, after they came back into the Senate and... We knew, um, you know, what had just happened. Um, And that's when Lindsey did his whole, I was with him, but I can't anymore. I just can't. I'm not just can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm out. You know, I, I figured he had, you know, drunk a few because obviously it was a stressful day and night at the Capitol. But I thought it was like done. And then, of course, somebody yelled at him at the airport or something and and then he he's all of a sudden you know kissing the mushroom dick again I don't know so anyway so then he goes on Fox last night he wasn't talking about the former guy but he was talking about Herschel yeah Lindsay got all emotional 
on Herschel Walker. I'm going to I'm going to make tonight. They're they're trying to destroy Herschel. Oh, no. To deter young men and women of color from being Republicans. <laughs> if they destroy Herschel, it will deter people of color from wanting to be a conservative Republican because you a just had your life ruined. Okay. We cannot let that happen. We well. need his we need to have his back. If Herschel wins, yeah. he's going to inspire people all over Georgia <laughs> of color to become Republicans. Oh. And I say all over the United States. Oh. Herschel Walker is a nightmare for he, liberals. Oh, oh, he's no. an African American he, conservative. Pause they in the right place. Him. They have treated him like crap. His family really stand by Herschel tonight. What? If you can give, give. If give, you know somebody that can, can give, give, ask them to do it. TeamHerschel.com. Leave, leave Herschel alone. <laughs> leave Herschel alone. Sorry, that's what I hear when I hear. Poor Lindsay's crying. You got to stand by Herschel Walker. And of course, uh, Carrie Lake is standing by her man, Donald. They'd make a great pair. Her with her soft lighting and focus. That's always on her, no matter where she is. She's got the 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 uh, the filter. It's like a you know an Instagram filter, a Snapchat filter that always has her in a soft focus with a soft muted lighting. And of course, she's got that low voice that she does so well. Um, so I was wondering wh- where do people like this come from? And the more I looked into Carrie Lake, you know, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. She came out of. Local news. She was on the news, uh, local news in Arizona, in the Phoenix area, for many years. And the thing is, you know what? Rather than me tell you, I'm going to bring in our guest today. Our guest is Tim Murphy. He writes for Mother Jones Magazine, and he wrote a piece uh, that was dated Tuesday. It was November 8th. To understand Carrie Lake, you have to understand local TV news. And then the subtitle is a quote from Carrie Lake. She says, I just fell in love with Arizona and the people fell in love with me. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Tim Murphy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's my pleasure. So um, are you are you based in 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 Arizona or do you have an interest other than for your job in Carrie Lake? Uh, I do not know, um, although I periodically watch local TV news. Um, I, I happen to have gone to Arizona, um, you know, for the midterms and presidential elections, uh, more or less every major election since um, 2012. Um, so I've got some familiarity, familiarity with the politics there, uh, but I haven't seen anything quite like Carrie Lake. She And, you know, we've seen some some out there political characters. I'm trying to be nice. Um, but she really... You know, she's she's she is one of a kind. So start off. So Carrie Lake um, came out of local TV news and you write, you say she was actually an Obama voter and donor um, who was considered to be progressive and had friends, uh, especially one very close friend who was a drag queen and she would go to the shows. She never had a problem with them before. So was this a sudden change? What happened to her? Yeah. I mean, she, so she, she's been, as she says all the time, she was in um, local TV news in Arizona for 27 years before that she came from Iowa. Um, and and had kind of a, a pretty good reputation, you know, in the Phoenix area. Um, and 
you know, and if you were to ascribe a politics to her at the time, it would have been local TV news anchor, right? Like somebody who kind of gets along with everybody. She describes herself as beloved in the community. Um, but I don't think there's a ton of, of dissent on that point. You know, she was professionally charming and, and outgoing and, and, and kind of aware of, of what was going on around them. Um, and as you mentioned, um, you know, the, the kinds of people that she uh, stigmatizes today, you know, such as drag queens, which she says, are, are kind of destroying America and public education. Um, by most accounts, uh, she was not particularly concerned about back then. Um, she was, uh, you know, perfectly happy to to go to drag shows. Um, I think she's admitted to having voted for Obama. Um, but she, uh, at least at a, at a kind of top level of politics of, of partisan affiliation and and you know, conservatism really seems to have radicalized during um, during COVID-19, during the Trump era. Um, and that's when she really begins shifting, even when she was still employed uh, at Fox 10 Phoenix, she starts to shift her views uh, in a public way and, and start to kind of take out stances, kind of contrarian, still couched in a local TV news voice, but showing glimpses of, of this other politics lurking beneath. Wow. I, so so it was a gradual thing uh, around the time of the, the pandemic when everyone, many of us lost bits of our mind, I think. Um, but st- the, the stories you tell, uh, Tim Murphy is with us. He wrote a piece uh, in Mother Jones magazine about Carrie Lake, who today sits less than a point behind uh, Katie Hobbs. But Carrie Lake um, says that she's, well, she's still insisting she'll win. In fact, this was, uh, I think this was last night. You know, I, I did a lot of praying to God. I've been praying to God every day, all day. And I said to him, you make this victory come whatever way you want. If it comes decisive on election day, then bring it to us that way. If we have to fight through the BS and the garbage, then we will fight through the BS and the garbage. All right. So she's going on. She's now making accusations that um, uh, one of the Republican um, members of the election, I I forget what his actual job is, but I think he works in the secretary of state's office. And the the allegation she's making of Katie Hobbs screwing up the the vote and the counting, they're all fake that 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 for whatever reason, Arizona always takes a long time to count its votes, that it's been this way. For years and years and years, nothing's changed now, and that there are no issues. The problem they had on election day was in the in the machines that tabulate the votes, but everybody votes on paper ballots, so they will all be counted, right? Yeah, I mean, I think what you've seen in Arizona is a state that had a law in place for a long time about how it counts its votes, and for a long time, Arizona was not particularly competitive, so no one really noticed. I mean, no one really cared. No one was throwing a fuss in, in 2006 when Republicans were, were scoring big wins. And these races were being called on election day because the state just wasn't close close enough for it to be a, a five, six, seven day count. Um, now the state is extremely competitive. All these races are on a knife's edge and they have major ramifications. So the fact that they have laws in place that are designed to ensure that voters are not disenfranchised on election day, to ensure that this system of mail voting, which is deeply, deeply popular in Arizona, right? Like Republicans in the legislature did not change it after the 2020 election, after all the conspiracies, because people like mail voting, um, you know, they, they changed other things, but they kept that. 
Um, so the system of voting they have in Arizona is, is such that it is eventually, you know, it's going to take some time to, to count these votes. Um, and there, you know, there's always, you know, there's always screw ups at, at different levels of administration and, and that kind of thing, but there's nothing malicious and it doesn't seem like, um, any, anything has, has actually gone wrong right. um, in the broader sense in the election or in the 2020 election. Um, but what you're seeing with Lake now is the same thing that she did in the primary too, um, where she, even though she obviously eventually won that primary, she, she nonetheless threw a, a big kind of public fit about how she was being screwed over. Um, which was interesting because, you know, if you're Carrie Lake, you know, you, you kind of know how you did, like you have a good sense of, of what precincts are outstanding or, or that kind of thing. And I think you could have looked at it and seen that she was going to win anyway, but it's important to her brand. It's, I mean, her political identity, it's important to the kind of politics and, and grievance that she's selling to these Trump voters uh, that, uh, you know, that there, there continued to be sort of smoke coming up signaling that there was, um, you know, a bad election that, that, that people are out to get her and, and people like them. Right. Right. Uh, but now, you know, there are there are some cracks in the armor of the Republican Party. And, you know, because Donald Trump's ego has been bruised. You know, I live in Florida. Well, for now, we're leaving because of the political climate here because it's gotten really really ugly. Um, but, you know, Donald Trump is got knives out for Ron DeSantis because I guess he feels threatened. So I guess some of these fringe characters like Carrie Lake are choosing sides and appears it appears Carrie Lake is siding with Donald Trump. Uh, she said this today. What I think they're doing is slow rolling our victory. They want to take the air out of this movement and they can't do it because it's a movement and we, the people are fed up and we're not going to slow down. We're not going to let them take the fire out of our belly. And so they slow roll the results. Uh You know, Ron DeSantis goes out, gives his big speech, and then they want to make it look like the Trump Republicans don't have a chance. We do. We're going to win. I'm 100% sure of that. I think that Blake may even win with the look of what is left to be counted. Okay, so now she's starting to, you know, to to make up things, to to make it look like all the votes that are outstanding are going to go to her, when in actuality... um, that's not the case. They don't know because the votes that are still to be counted, basically that same area of, of votes um, went in 2018 to the Democrat. But in 2020, that same area of votes that also came in late went to the Republican. And now the latest out of Arizona is Hobbs is up by 1.4 percent. So it looks so her her lead has widened. So that's that's good news. Because we're planning to move to Arizona, and so I'm just hoping that that Katie Katie Hobbs wins, because I can't imagine living in a state where Carrie Lake is the governor. Um, so it, but is anybody calling her out on this stuff? She's so obviously pandering to the Trump base and making things up. Um, I, I'm wondering who's doing. Is there any pushback against her? Not really within the Republican Party, certainly not within the Republican Party in Arizona that I've seen. And I think one thing that's interesting, and I wouldn't count her out just yet, no, you know, just no. because the nature of the way that 2020 election returns influenced Republican voter behavior this time around. So a lot of people, you know, if you went to a Cary Lake rally, I mean, people were talking about how they were going to show up on Election Day, people who might have mailed in their ballot in the past. And so there's 
you know, I mean, it, it's not like she's kind of coming from, from nowhere. Um, but it, it's not as if her saying these things and, and sort of getting conspiratorial, um, is, is really being very productive. Um, but if you look at the Republican ticket, she's leading the Re- Republican ticket, um, more or less. I mean, she's far outpacing Blake Masters, oh, yeah. um, in his race against, um, Senator Kelly. Right. So, uh, you know, she, she sort of, I mean, she's, the most popular Republican on the ticket. Um, and, and she knows that and, and she's trying to hold this movement, if you can call it that, that she's cobbled together over the course of the campaign. Um, and one of the things that's interesting about her behavior now is, you know, again, this isn't just what she pulled in the primary. This is what she did on election night um, when she was a local news anchor in the 2020 election. Uh, she she kind of famously broke uh, with the Fox News mothership. She was at oh. Fox 10 Phoenix. Fox News came out and said, our numbers says Joe Biden won the state. We're calling it. Lake balked at that on air, questioned the wisdom of that, said that this was a powder keg, you know, that that you're going to sort of, you know, foment conspiracies, I guess, if, if you do this kind of thing, which was, um, I, I suppose, you know, right in that she ended up fomenting conspiracies. Um, but so so this is this is really her her thing. And, and she's kind of weaponizing, you know, these last hours or days of uncertainty about the vote count um, in order to kind of sustain a, a longer term political project. Well, your, your piece in, at Mother Jones, I encourage everyone to read it. I will link to it from the blog today where I post the show. It'll be at NicoleSandler.com slash 11-11-22. That's the format I always post it in. And uh, it's there, no paywall or anything. But but here here's just a, a paragraph from your article. You wrote... Um, uh, she and her co-anchor at Fox 10, John Hook, regularly won their ratings battles. Former co-workers have expressed shock at the candidate they see now who vilified drag queens and whose campaign is rife with Christian imagery. Lake was in, quote, an Obama-supporting Buddhist, one of them told Phoenix Magazine. She was, quote, queen of the gays, another told The Atlantic, someone who attended the drag shows with the staff. Lake calls the backlash to Trump's campaign announcement in 2015 when he called Mexicans rapists at his Manhattan Tower a formative moment in her political evolution, the beginning of her realization that the industry she worked in was corrupt. To her, the speech was, quote, brilliant. It touched on things that Americans had never been talked to about by politicians. This is amazing. She liked it so much, she wrote, that she paraphrased it in September. Quote, I am just going to repeat something that President Trump said a long time ago, she said, and it got him in a whole lot of trouble. They are bringing drugs. They are bringing crime. And they are rapists. And that's who's coming across the border. And that's a fact. Uh, what surprises me is that that rhetoric goes over in Arizona, which has to have a lot of Mexicans, right? It does. Um, and, and you know, obviously the state's kind of politics has been, you know, heavily polarized along along the politics of the border and the politics of immigration um, and, and race, you know, increasingly over the last decade. And, and that helps to explain why she might lose, right? It's it's the organizing of, of Mexican-American, you know, communities, groups like Lucha, um, you know, that, that have helped kind of shape the underlying political dynamics of the state in real, re- reaction to people like Sheriff Joe Arpaio, um, in reaction to the border fence, you know, SB 1070, Jan Brewer, um, all of these kinds of things. Carrie Lake kind of wants get to get 
to get back to that kind of politics. She wants to get back. You know, she wants to, she's promising to declare an invasion on the southern border on her first day in office, you know, with kind of to meet to meet migrants with military force, more or less. Um, so she she wants she's a hardliner when it comes to the border um, and, and really wants to get I don't, I don't want to say back because it's not like the Republican Party of Arizona ever really got away from this. But she's she's really doubling down on on Trump and, and specifically his 2016 um, rhetoric. It, that's amazing. And it's interesting because this could backfire on her. But but this is this is a dilemma that Republicans are going to have to deal with, I guess, from here on out. The Trump wing and the DeSantis wing. Oh, my God. I it, it, It's making my brain explode. But um, it, uh, Tim, can you talk about you? There's a part in the article you talk about and something that's widely known, um, but some people may not realize it when you see a video of Carrie Lake, and there's tons of it out there. She's always, as I said, in this soft focus with the muted lighting and the, you know, she looks like she's in a spa commercial or something. Um, that's by design. Her husband is a videographer and he follows her around always with a camera going. She is always mic'd. And I guess he's got the, the soft lighting and the filters. So she appears like that. They do this so that they can always catch any moment and then use it in an ad or a, a campaign video? Yeah, that's basically it. And I think what I kind of say in the piece is that Carrie Lake is like local news, disassociated from local news. If you took a local TV news anchor who was conservative and just turned her into this exile who hated the local news industry, she just goes around the country talking about how the industry is corrupt and she's like the true voice of, of TV news and, and the one person left that you can trust. Um, and she hasn't just taken, you know, the issues of local TV news, she's taken the the, the techniques and, and um, the actual logistics of it. So her, her husband is a former local TV news videographer um, and he runs his own you know, production company. Um, and he has, from the very beginning, from the day that she posted her resignation video from Fox 10 Phoenix, which you can watch um, and is lit in this kind of soft angelic focus um, to today, you know, when she's on TV questioning the vote count. Uh, she's always got this just impeccably lit um, kind of blurred out background footage. And, and it does look if she's on a TV hit with the host, it, it looks like it's her show. That's not right. The hosts. Yeah, um, it does. And if she is being interviewed or somebody is attempting to interview her, you know, a respected, you know, local politics reporter or somebody like that, the camera is on and she knows the camera's on. So she can use this moment to, to kind of turn the tables. And she actually filmed a, a campaign ad or cut a campaign ad with footage of her accosting a local reporter who was attempting to interview her. And she turns the table. She, she lies, you know, about how he didn't say the pledge to the flag or something. And oh, they right. ran, they ran this 30 second clip on the reporter's show on, you know, the, the local broadcast in Arizona. And there's nothing they could do because it's a campaign ad. You can't censor that. Um, so yeah, that's the, the kind of campaign that, that, that she ran. The the event that the reporter was covering was an anti-mask rally. So she's railing against masks like the guy here in Florida did. And the reporter said, how do you know if I said the pledge or not, I was wearing a mask the whole time? You don't know that. But she just makes shit up. To, to fit her narrative, it's 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 astounding that so many people buy it. But, hey, I'm here in Florida where they're buying DeSantis's shtick. And, you know, they've been conned by Donald Trump for six years now. So 
I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised anymore. Yeah, and and it's very well packaged. And, you know, as I say, local news anchors are kind of running for office all the time. And in fact, a, like a local meteorologist just won a Democratic seat in, in Illinois. Um, but most of them don't run like this. They they run on the fact, you know, that they're kind of brand name, you know, and, and community ties get them into the race and, and give them a shot. But they don't run against the industry that created them. They don't run against the idea of news or, or truth or anything like that. And, <laughs> right. and Lake is very Trumpian in, in the way that she's trying to kind of oh my God. sever the industry that forged her. Well, after she voted on Tuesday, the cameras caught up with her and she actually said this. I'm going to not only be the governor of Arizona for four years, I'm going to do two terms. I'm going to be your worst <laughs> freaking nightmare for yeah. eight years. And we will reform the media as well. We're going to make you guys into journalists again. So get oh. ready. It's going to be a fun eight years. I can't wait to be working with you guys. Oh, God. She she's turns my stomach. So she's now she's berating the media. We're going to turn you into journalists again. I, I'm surprised that no one has lashed out at her in a, in a, in a very public and meaningful way. <laughs> I'm expecting it any time, though. It'll be it'll be a interesting if she's governor, an interesting four years with the press corps. And she's just, you know, she takes her shots at the national press corps, but the local press corps, you know, she calls the Arizona Republic the repugnant. She called oh. a, a reporter for the Republic a, a little worm. Um, she, you know, refuses to talk to this reporter who, who she turned into a campaign ad. Um, so it 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 seems like an unsustainable dynamic, um, and and very much a zero sum one where every grain of trust that she saps from the media is is something that she considers a point in her favor. So part of the political project is is just based on delegitimizing um, the media that she came from. Oh, I keep hoping this country is going to get back to some form of sanity. I haven't seen it yet. Come on, Arizona, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, Tim Murphy wrote the piece in Mother Jones. Again, I'll post it on the blog. You can follow Tim on uh, Twitter, at least for now, at Timothy P. Murphy. Um, uh, you staying on Twitter? I'll be there till the ship goes down. <laughs> well, do you hear the latest? Elon Musk is now saying that, yeah, there's a good chance that they'll have to um, – um, file for bankruptcy, and that uh, the workers who are still employed should start getting used to 80-hour weeks. And by the way, they've got to go back into the office. And oh, by the way, his blue check or his paid verification plan that he rolled out this week has already been stopped because too many imposters came forward, paid the eight bucks, and said they were other people. In fact, someone posed as Eli Lilly the drug manufacturer, and said insulin is now free. And um, all kinds of chaos ensued. I guess their stock dropped precipitously, and Elon had to halt his paid uh, $8 a month Twitter blue plan. Um, it's not looking good over there right now. No, it's 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 not looking good. It's like Arizona politics, just a total mess. <laughs> Very much so. Tim Murphy, it was nice meeting you. Thank you for jumping on with us today. Thank you for writing this piece. It's important. I hope everybody reads it. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Bye bye. Uh, Tim, oh, and now the, now the Chiron comes back on. Tim Murphy from oh, and now everything is coming back on. Wow, uh, you know sometimes my uh, my my computer. Uh, program thing here has a mind of its own all right well the rest of the hour is just up to you and me 
everybody. So phone lines are open. Should you care to weigh in on anything at all? 954-889-6410 is the number. If you're on Skype, you can Skype in at Nicole Sandler. By the way, today is Veterans Day. I For all these years, I thought my father was in the Korean War. He was not. He apparently was in World War II. Um, I found I found some of his stuff and his, you know, what he did in the army was um, uh, he was like the MC of the variety shows. Yeah, that's my dad. I don't think he ever saw combat, but I, I found these pictures there. He is sitting on the stoop of his home in Chelsea, Massachusetts. This is not the best picture. My dad looked like such a dork. (laughs) <laughs> but, hey, he was my dad. There he is right in the middle there. All right. So um, it is Veterans Day. So go hug a veteran or something. Um, uh, I, you know, I've got stuff. There's, there's the, I, I, this, this, we may not know who controls the um, uh, Congress. It, it could be like up into next week and beyond. So brace yourselves. Yellow. Yellow as I see my friend Spocko is on the line. Hey, Spocko. How you doing? Okay, how are you doing? You you gave my name. I I should have said this is Elon Musk, <laughs> the verified Elon Musk. Yeah, well, and you could pay eight dollars and say that. I guess it's backfiring on him. Oh yeah, big time. Um, I've been working <laughs> working on a really you know long piece, and you know how I tend to go on. But um, the the big point that I want to point out here is that everybody is having great fun with the way that he's blowing it. And uh, it's a great opportunity to point out that this is a very powerful tool to uh, to show him that there is real harm that comes from these uh, the disinformation, the impressions like that, that you probably saw the um, – one where the stock market price of Lily dropped yes, when they said they were giving saying. away insulin for free. Yeah, it took a major dump, the Eli Lilly stock. So they had to halt this thing because they had so many impersonators uh-huh. coming in the first few days that they rolled out this this check um, <laughs> and they wreaked havoc well, everywhere. Exactly. They've had uh, FTC, which we've talked about before. FTC actually is going to do something about this because there was a consent decree about some privacy issues they had before. And then he fired all the privacy people. He fired the safety and trust people. And the big campaign that was started by friends of mine at Color of Change, uh-huh. Free Press, uh, Angelo Carson at Media Matters, that was we're telling these advertisers Twitter is unsafe. It's unsafe because the disinformation that he's now seeing, and you saw the impact. He has had a financial impact. The companies has a financial impact. And what I'd like to point out is, again, you know, companies got financial leverage. Say, we're going to pull our ads. But think of all the people who have been hurt on social media through threats of violence, et cetera, if the company didn't act. And this is the big point that I think we should, you know, take away from this and not just apply it to Twitter, but to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, which is, hey, these companies need to do something, not just when they're losing money from it, right? but 
there should be something for the people who are at transgender affirming care hospital when they get threatened and the social media companies don't do anything. So this is the big thing I want you know make to people say, hey, this just because if Twitter goes away, will the other platforms who are making money from doing it do something? This is this is the big driver that I think needs to happen right now is people, it's great fun. I love seeing the, you know, hilariousness, but point is harm comes through yeah. online, violent rhetoric, etc. The companies can do something because people now say, hey, Elon changed some things. He he got rid of certain things that were used before the staff (laughs) the the compliance staff right he thinks so it's been a clusterfuck since the day he got there yeah it's amazing and and when you think he spent 44 billion dollars to do this it's just astounding just think of all the good that he could have done in the world with that kind of money yeah I, I, it's just, and I always like, you know, as much as I love to, you know, the comedy background, it's like, I I love seeing, you know, the jokes about this, but I think a lot of comedy can point out, say, Hey, there's a real problem with this. I mean, not just the, the, the fact that a billionaire has this much power and money, which is what can we do about it? It's like, what does this mean? Antitrust? Does it mean at least figuring out a way to say, when a company doesn't have to be a person makes this kind of huge blunders in an area that we say, oh, it's not good to do it. We can, as a group of people, organize, say this should stop mm-hmm. and hear the tools to do it. I, I, I love the financial and the lawsuits and stuff like this because that's what people know. It's only about money. But I point out, you know, Facebook has been profitable. They make money right. with their disinformation. Yeah. My friend from the Center for Countering Digital Hate had this great study showing that when they remember the the anti-vax stuff, the 12, the disinformation dozen, two-thirds of all the disinformation came from 12 people. They had a congressional hearing and the companies got for, oh, yeah, we're going to do something about this. He did a follow-up a month later, only one of them was deplatformed. Eleven of them were because they keep making money on it. Wow! So we need to say, all right. So look, see, see what happens when when Musk lose money. If just because you make money doing it, does that mean you can keep doing it? Just because Alex Jones right. was profitable <laughs> with this terrible rhetoric he's using, should he keep doing it? No. There's got to be something an additional than just having a financial price. That's where we start talking about, I don't know, disaster regulation. <laughs> you know, this is- But man-made F- disaster or, or natural disaster, because yeah, what we're living yeah. through right now is completely man-made disaster. There are some, you know, look, Nicole came through and, and uh, hurt some of the beaches in Florida, and she's wetting the, west, the, the East Coast right now. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about man-made disaster. And Donald Trump just leaves it in his wake. And Ron DeSantis is going to leave it in his wake. By the way, do you know the media is so fawning over this man 
because of his big win in Florida. Well, yeah, one, because he fixed it, because he put his own maps in. This man is a dictator mm-hmm. as much as Donald Trump wants to be. Ron DeSantis has sort of made it happen. He formed his own private police to... Uh, for elections, election security, election yes. security, right? He the the state legislature came up with a a decent map. And by the way, in Florida, a few years back, we passed a constitutional amendment called Fair Districts Florida. That's just what it sounds like. The districts are supposed to be drawn fairly by a nonpartisan entity. Well, he took the map that the Florida legislature came up with and said, no, I don't like this. He wrote his own, doing away with with at least one black district um, and somehow got that one approved by the courts. And that's why he won so big. It wouldn't have been so decisive if we had fairer maps. But the media doesn't report that. Yeah, and it's also the – I wrote a piece in Digby uh, yesterday, which was, when we win, keep talking about the winning, talking about the Fetterman win, not like, oh, he needs to now reach out across the aisle. It's like going, you know, that was a big win. And they're going to try, and I think they, I think they did with Biden. It's like, you know, are you going to reach across the aisle? It's like now's the time to start talking about indictments, yep. about people who committed crimes where there's probable cause and lots of evidence of the crimes. They should be indicted. That they happen to be Republicans. Well, you know, now's the time to start hammering on this because y- you know that the Republicans. If they get control of the house, they'll make up stuff versus. Uh oh, oh shoot! Uh, hold on one. Wait, Robert, hold on one second. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hang up. I think I hung up on Spocko. All right. Well, oh, wait. No. Hold on. Don't no, I think. Wait, 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 wait. I think Spocko's still on hold. Me, Spocko, you there? <laughs> sorry. Now Robert's on hold. I hit the wrong button and I put you on hold for a second. So uh, I'm sorry. Continue what you were saying. I, my my point is. Now's the time to pivot to attacking the bad guys. If we're not going to talk about our wins and, you know, go on about, well, we lost this or that. Let's attack, attack, attack the people committing crimes because the media like the fight, just like they want to see the fight between Trump and DeSantis. Oh, God, do they? I, I do, too, by the way. Just saying, I just I want nothing more. It's like, yes, Donald Announce on Tuesday. And yes, DeSantis, keep up with your attacks. Go. Go at each other. I want to see it. Put them in a ring. Grease them up and let them go. (laughs) I don't know what to see these greased up. Big uh, can you people. imagine thank those you. No, two? Thank you. Can you imagine those two? No, I, that's a visual. I'm sorry. I put that. I'm sorry. I put that in your mind. I don't want to see that. But metaphorically, I want to. He- I want to see it. <laughs> you, you know the 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 thing. I, I thought it was the other day. It was like I, I called up somebody. I did. I did my H. Ross Perot imitation, talking about the things that are going down on NAFTA, and uh, the biggest funny thing about this is we know that Trump just can't let go of the spotlight and it will drive him to overreact and force the Democrats to keep talking and keep going about his crime. He can't, he can't stop it. They'll want to reach across the aisles and move away. It's like that. No, he's coming back strong. Right. So that's again, why 
hey, let's talk about um, uh, Matt Gates. Uh, what about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene? All uh, these people who were insurrectionists. Yes. Maybe now's the time to bring up their indictments. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Gates for sure. And by the way, why is he not indicted? Um, there's so much of that. Hey, Spocko, I've got a bunch of people calling in. Okay. So, so I'm going to run. Thank you. It's always good to hear from you. We'll talk soon. Audio's great today. Yay. I care. Yay. Thank you for your help. All right. Um, all right. I, I think, do we have Robert Naples now? No, not yet. Hold on. Oh, I think I may have hung up on him. Um, damn. Okay. Well, all right. I, uh, hold on one second. Um, who do I have? Is this Bobby or Robert? This is Bobby. Hey, Bobby in North Carolina. How are you doing? Hold on one second. Okay. Cause I'm going to bring in Robert in Naples too. I think Robert, you there? I'm here. Okay. Robert, you're there. Bobby, you there? I'm here. Okay, so Robert, meet Bobby. Robert is in North Carolina, and Bobby is in Naples, Florida. So, and somebody is no, trying to. Versa. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Do what? Vice uh, versa. <laughs> I thought this was going to work. Okay. North Carolina guy said something about Naples. Yes, Bobby is in North Carolina, and Robert is in Naples, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Right. So, Rob, Bobby, hold on a second. Robert, you were first. So, hi. What's what's okay. going on was, out there? I was listening to you and the, and the guy Spago guy. Is that Robbie? Is that the guy in North Carolina? Is that the no. Guy? Bobby is on the phone. Spocko's gone. Spocko's an old friend of okay. mine who's out in California. All right. Well, Spago had some good points about um, with the Twitter and uh, having standing now. So basically, you have something that was measured, and these corporations are going to say, hey, you cost me money today. No, I know you got it, so I want it. You know, and, and he's Elon Musk is gonna. I mean, he's gonna. I don't know if he can get any more whiter than what I saw him on his boat. Did you see him in a picture of him on his boat with his kids? He looked like a. He looked like mayonnaise in a bathing suit. Today, <laughs> oh, it was terrible! It was unbelievable! He looked like a third degree moonburn. You know. Anyways, um, so he's, in, he's in over his head. He's in over his head with the Twitter. But I, I called. I called about. Uh, I was trying to think out of the box. And I was on the alligator early today. I had a lot of time to, you know, drive, pick my nose and think. And I was thinking, you know, these people in uh, New York, you know, these Republicans who were in the 50-50 district, uh-huh. why don't they just, you could pay these Republicans. If anything we learned, the Republicans are whores, right? Right, Bobby? Um, the Republicans oh. will take, you know, just come to them and say, listen, you know what? You don't have to be a Democrat, but just be independent. Don't caucus with any one of us. And we'll give you a we'll give you, you know? a chairmanship job, and here's some here's some money under the table, Kavish. You know that's how you do Kavish. it. Hey, yeah. and watch out, watch out for the cannoli. So uh, yes, you know here's the thing, my brother Robert from uh, another show. Um, how is it <laughs> that all... there was never there was never a question of voter integrity? Or vote, uh, well, there was vote suppression. But, you know, confidence in voting, you know, uh, conspiracies. None of that happened until Donald Trump showed up. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right, I love this was just flowing right on along. And then the orange piece right. of crap comes over. And, you know, and for some reason, somehow he got elected. When I fell asleep, Hillary was winning. I wake up, Donald Trump's right. president. So I could use the same line that he uses. Yeah. Hey, Robbie, I got an answer. 
He didn't. He didn't invent that. He he was told what to do by by Russia. Russia's been oh, doing that for years. Yeah. You know, oh, Russia yeah. their own mean, their own elections. You know, basically, if if you, if you have doubt, you won't show up anymore. They just say, you know what, fuck it. You know, none of, none of this is real. Okay, you talk for a little bit. You talk for a little bit, and the guy over there is going to win anyway. So fuck it. Why, why even get up and go? You know, and that's what they want. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get empathy. You know, for you and oh, I not to show yeah. up. And look, I show up heavy. In fact, I've worked at the polls, and I was hoping somebody, some poll watcher, would have come over and said something to me because I don't. I'm from the bulls. Dude, I show up. I don't. Think- I I show up at every election. I even vote for the mosquito people. I don't even know who the fuck they are. You know, there's a mosquitoes zone <laughs> district over here. There's a there's there's a that's a government job, right? I look at it. If there's an mm-hmm. Italian last name, I'm going for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how I do it. You know. I, you know, or a D, excuse me. They got a D, you got to have a D first. If there's no D, then I go to the Italian land, and there's people in there too. You know? But, <laughs> you know, I talked to a guy yesterday that said, you know, I'm voting the presidential election, but I don't vote in the other elections because they don't mean anything. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, when people say stuff like that, you really need to push back. And I know both of you guys would do that. So, um, I, I I thought you two would hit it off. <laughs> it sounds like you are. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. Uh, we are. Hey, Robert, hey, Robert. Robert. Say, hello, yes, go ahead. say hello to Scary Mary for me. Say, say hello to who? Scary Mary. Scary Mary? Oh, you do know. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> See, they know each other. Look at that. See, our <laughs> listeners are the best. Yeah, my wife, uh, there's a story behind that though. You know, my wife is the most beautiful woman on earth. And, 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 and That's what for, I hear, for yeah. me, that was, this is all, all it is is protection. I don't want anyone to look at her. I don't want to talk to her outside of, you know, outside of when you have to. And so if I, if I oh, tell yeah. you she's scary, you don't want to go near the girl, you know? Okay. Hey, you guys, I hate to interrupt, but I got to tell you about something really creepy that's going on. You ready for this? Okay. So our okay. YouTube chat room is being spammed right now by, I'm sure it's just one person, right? But um, during this call, my my home phone, num- my, my cell phone has been ringing. It's been ringing but from with calls from all kinds of different people, but somebody named Yuri keeps coming up on my caller ID. And the people, the spammers in the chat chat room are saying, take Yuri's call. Now, how the fuck do those people who are spamming my chat room know my cell phone number? And how do they know it's me? This is, this is really, really oh. creepy. That's why I've been yeah. quiet. I've been letting you guys talk as I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. But there are some really uh-huh. sketchy, fucked up people out there. And these people are... Uh, some of them. So, just saying, what a weird way to end the week. Yeah, you're oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I'm going to hang up. I want to say you guys a happy. Uh, okay. I was, thank you for letting. Thank you for letting me get in here. Let me. And it was a pleasure to meet you, uh, Bobby. Bobby, right? North Bobby. Carolina, Bobby. I'm going to give you yes, a name, Bobby yes, North. Great, great to talk to you, Bobby uh, North. Also, Robert. Yes, yeah. Robert South. Okay, Bobby North and Robert South. Okay. Thank you, you too. You as well. Thank you. Ciao, everybody. Thank you, guys. All right. veterans, we love you. We love you, veterans. Yes, we do. And the families of the veterans. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Bobby. Yes. 
Good to see you. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Bye. Um, Yeah. So so this is really uh, creepy, Um, but I'm not going to worry. They keep calling me and I'm going to block those numbers. Um, Why are people so fucked up? You know, that's what I would like to know. What do people get from this? they, They keep calling. They keep calling. You know what? Let's let's do this. Who is this? Hold on one second. We're, we're going to find out who this is. We're going to put this call on the air because I can. Um, let's do this. Okay, troll, who are you? Hello? Hello? Yeah. What the fuck are you calling me for? Who are you? Hello? Yeah. What's up? What did I do? What are we? Nicole? Who is this? This is Steve with... Never mind. You have a good day. (laughs) Okay, we got another one. Hi, who's this? Hello? Yeah, who is this? Yeah, who's this? What? This is the third time you call me. Why are you calling so much? Okay. See, somebody somebody is messing with the the phones, and they're doing this... uh, Great. Now I've got to change my number. Oh, boy. Fun way to start the weekend. All right, everybody. It is 6 o'clock cocktail time somewhere. I will leave you with the news. I'm going to go, I don't know, drown my phone or something. Wow. Yeah, well, that was anticlimactic, wasn't it? And they're still calling me. Um, They're still calling me. This is going to be a fun weekend, I can tell. And the trolls have invaded our, our chat room, too. Uh... (laughs) Is <laughs> Yeah, my screen says to call in. Hey, Mott Box. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're done. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll leave you with the news. Wow. We got a good week planned for next week. We start Monday with Marcy Wheeler. All right? So we'll see you then with an update on everything that's going on. All right. Bye, everybody. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The counting continues, as it should, until every vote is counted. In Arizona, Democrats maintained their narrow leads on Thursday, but the races for U.S. Senate and governor were still too early to call, with about a fifth of the total ballots left to be counted. The incumbent Democratic Senator Mark Kelly led his Republican challenger, Blake Masters, by 5.6 percentage points. While Democrat Katie Hobbs is holding a much tighter lead of just 1.4 points against Republican Carrie Lake in the governor's race. Democrats also still lead in the races for secretary of state and attorney general. And while a big tranche of results are expected by Friday evening, the counting will likely go on through the weekend in Maricopa County. That includes Metro Phoenix and more than 60% of the voters in the state. Now, there's no historic precedent to go on because the results from that group went strongly Democratic in the 2018 midterms and strongly Republican in the 2020 election. So the races will hinge on whether those late-counted ballots look more like 2018 or 2020. Nevada and California are still counting, too, and those races must be decided before we'll know which party controls Congress. Speaking of elections, the disgraced, twice-impeached former president last week strongly implied that he's announcing his 2024 White House run Tuesday night. 
Now, after the dismal Republican showings in this week's midterms, many on the right, including some of his top advisors, are urging him not to do it. But that appears to have only strengthened his delusional resolve. In addition to claiming that his plans are still on, on Thursday night, the former guy unloaded on his former protege, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah, that's the right's new darling. And so Trump issued a lengthy statement lashing out at the media coverage, calling DeSantis an average governor who never would have won in 2018 if I hadn't intervened on his behalf. Seriously. That last bit is important. Trump claimed DeSantis would have lost to Andrew Gillum, the Democratic nominee for governor in 2018, whom he disparages by calling a crackhead, had it not been for his intervention as president. Part of the statement read, quote, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. What? So that means that Trump is either admitting to using federal resources, agents, to interfere in a state election, or he's lying about the whole thing, which is what he does anyway. But still, the popcorn is popping. Bring it on. In other news, U.S. inflation rose 7.7% year over year in October, but that's down from 8.2% in September and lower than the 7.9% analysts had predicted. So this figure just released represents the smallest 12-month increase since January. That's good news. However, the inflation rate still remains above the Federal Reserve's 2% target, so analysts are expecting the Fed to increase interest rates again next month, though by only half a percentage point instead of three-quarters of a percent. Really? Well, the U.S. stock markets rose uh, the most since 2020 on that news on Thursday. But where there's good news, there's also bad. A federal judge on Thursday struck down President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program, declaring it illegal. The program was already on hold due to a separate legal challenge, but a new lawsuit filed by a conservative group called the Job Creators Network Foundation on behalf of two borrowers who didn't qualify for the debt relief, amazing, will delay student loan relief even further. Of course, it was a Texas federal judge nominated by the former guy that found that the executive branch does not have clear congressional authorization to create the student loan forgiveness program. The Biden administration is appealing the decision. As for the 26 million who already applied for the debt relief, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre issued a statement saying that the Department of Education, quote, will hold on to their information so it can quickly process their relief once we prevail in court. President Biden is in Egypt attending the COP27 climate summit. Biden proclaimed in his speech that the U.S. is back as a global leader on climate change following passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which included around $370 billion in clean energy incentives meant to slash the use of harmful greenhouse gases. Saying the U.S. will do our part to avert a climate hell, Biden tried to reassure the world that the U.S. remains committed to confronting climate change. But developing nations are demanding that wealthy nations pay more to help them cope with the damage that they did little to bring about. 
Scientists on Friday warning that the world must cut emissions much faster to avert dangerous warming. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button. 